Welcome back. This is episode five of the Art of Naked Thinking. My name is Sim Simma Sound, and this is... This your girl, Sade. What's going on? How you feeling, Brody? I'm feeling good. We here, you know, 2024, you know, Black History Month. We're doing it big, you know, all Black everything, 2024. That's how we you know... That is exactly. the title of this episode. Yes. Boom, 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 boom. For real. <laughs> now, we're going to talk today about, <laughs> we're going to talk today about, you know, just Black love, supporting Black businesses, and just being that that group that is maybe underrated or targeted and just prospering through that. Um, I think that's very important. Black businesses, supporting Black people, Black on Black, Black love. Like, how do you, how do you guys think, how do we grow that in our community? Like, how do we, how do we be the forefront of that? Uh, It goes into research. It goes into a lot of research. It goes into just putting, putting the mindset out there, like, okay, not only do I want to travel, but I want to travel to black owned resorts because there are some out there now. I, not only do I want to be fashionable, I want to be fashionable in, um, Louis Vuitton because Pharrell is now the, uh, the content creator and the, the visual arts for, uh, Louis Vuitton. So I want to, I want to show off his, um, imagery and his, his vision and his thoughts through his, through his clothing, like, um, to go I don't into know. deeper. You lost me on that one, bro. I was with you for everything else, but you kind of lost me on that one. <laughs> Only because he doesn't own Louis Vuitton. He's probably like just headlining it to get the black dollar, but it's still white owned. And it is white owned, absolutely. But he is the designer. He's the head lead designer of Louis Vuitton. Not that, just not that he black. owns it. Yes, but like just for just for the sake, like for me, like the ring, the ring cameras. Nas does not own it, but he owns a good, but majority, like a good share of the ring. You know the ring cameras. I didn't even know Nas had ownership in that. That's yes, he, he invested in it. Like yes, yeah, go ahead, bro. Like if 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 our people are not in those positions, we will not care to even look at it. I didn't. I I I damn sure didn't care for uh, Louis Vuitton because I I couldn't afford it. But when I saw that Pharrell was in it, I was like, hmm, let me see, let me see what he has, and it made me do my research. You know what I'm saying? Like the Brooklyn Museum. Um. What else? Um, 
Yeah, the Brooklyn Museum. Alicia Keys and uh, Swiss Beats, they're doing a whole exhibit called Giants in July. And I bet that's going to bring so much attraction to art, to, to, to Black art specifically. Like, And Black people are going to probably buy that Black art to keep it in, like we said, the Black dollar. Mm -hmm. um, I think movements like that, like that's a start, you know? No, Jay-Z does not own the library. No, Nas does not own the ring company yet. No, uh, Pharrell does not own Louis Vuitton yet. Who, who knows? But there's a start that our people are there and they're supporting it. And honestly- I think he ever owned Louis Vuitton. But I get your point, bro. Nah, but like there was a point where we all thought that like eventually, well, I don't know if you're a big Kanye fan, but there was a point like, I, I thought Kanye would soon own Adidas before he went off on his little tangent about they, they, they paid that man to come back no Yo, they, but seriously they, they definitely asking him to come back right now that's a fact talking about they lost money they lost big bread I mean, they, they just had to do it because everyone was trying to publicly crucify the man but that's just how it is when you speak out can't speak out. You gotta stay silent. Yeah, they love sheep. People love sheep. Yeah, you know, like person at my job told me, a manager at that said that they get paid really well to do what they're told, and that's it. Feel me? That tells you everything you need to know about that manager. Right. right. Don't come to her with your problems. She's not interested. Look, <laughs> if it's not in her job description, <laughs> please turn around. She's going to say, I got to see. I got to Let me find out for you and never find out. Look. <laughs> you got to love we... those. But now I get exactly what you're saying, bro, about, you know, just supporting Black in general, like in all their endeavors and like any type of own victory. What did you say, Taj? I just posted on my story, funny enough, that we even talking about this topic again. Um, some sneakers that I have, um, a sneaker collection from a black-owned, uh, I guess you could call it a, yeah, black-owned shoe company. He kind of not a shoe company, but he sells shoes as well. So I, you feel me? Like, he's he does a lot. You know, it's, it's called Cool Cod. I don't know if you guys ever seen it. It's the um, sneakers. They kind of look like um, Nikes. They kind of look like ones, but he has his own spin on it. He's got the lightning bolt on the side of the shoe. Oh, I know exactly what you talk about. Yeah, so I posted my, my collection of those um, in my story and I hashtag Black-owned businesses. So it's funny the way we're you know, touching on this part again. Yes, yes. And shout out to Cool Car. Yes, because follow that and support him because we need that. We need that. Honestly, like, I, I love... I love to see black people get into businesses that are predominantly white owned because that's such a big uh, thing. Uh, somebody that does that, that I follow is uh, Rick Ross. He gets into any and all businesses, but majority of the business that is that, that he owns, they're not really, they, when, he, when he started the businesses, they weren't predominantly black owned. Like his Wingstop business, when he started that in, I don't know, maybe like, I would have to say 10 plus years ago, like 
Insta been around for a minute. Yo, and everybody was shitting on it. Everybody was like, oh my God, you know, worst, you know, some people was like the worst wings ever, but guess what? It's still around and it's still yeah. in multiple states. <laughs> it's still fluctuating. Exactly. Now you know he, he definitely got longevity with that. Definitely got longevity. And he, you know what he also got? He got car a car polish for the car. He has a car polish spray. Look that shit up. Rick Ross. That's a predominantly white-owned business, like white-owned like business owners, but he made his way. Mm-hmm. And now he has a black dollar in that business. I don't even know that car polish. Say that again. I didn't even know he had car polish. Yeah, bro. Yeah, he he's doing it. He's doing well, it. I don't have a car, so I wouldn't even kind of look at car stuff just yet. However. But now it's just the fact that he's doing it. Like that's dope. Yeah, I was say, that's what I was gonna say. However, that's dope regardless. You know, black people we we kind of crack into almost every industry. And when we do, like like we're saying right now, our support is very necessary because you know, the machine will always try to work against us. Yeah. Especially when, when we're so great at practically everything we do and tap into. And, you know, like, black people are, are really phenomenal. You look up any any industry, any walk of life, any path of life, and black people were involved at some point, and nine times out of ten was one of the best. Like, that's just how it goes. So the machine Yo. will always try to work against us because of that. Yo, it's funny that you said that. Like, not for nothing, it's funny that you said that. Only because, like, speaking of how Black people, they, they tapped into to different ventures, all types of ventures, and they and they excel at it. You heard about Beyonce going into country music? Yeah, she, she, about, to, she about to have the best country album that you ever heard of. And it's so funny because they tried to label it as pop on, um, I think it was Apple Music for like the first two days. They tried to still call her music pop, but she's definitely making a country album. So they had to change, they had to like, you had to delete the songs and re-download the songs in order for them to categorize it correctly. And yeah, she's about to, she's about to kill it with country Yo, she's about to kill it, boy. I can't believe they haven't given her album of the year ever. Like she has some pretty good albums. For yeah, oh, she won. So- she won like eighties. Like, is it eight? Is it eighty or? I could be wrong. Let me look that up. She won. No one has more than Grammys. Yeah, I, think. In, most, in I think Quincy got the most. No, I think she Quincy got the Jones? most. Now. Nah, she has the most. She out. She outdid him the last one with uh Renaissance. Wait, even yeah. MJ? She even got the most more than MJ? MJ didn't get that many Grammys, bro. Holy shit! Yeah, he got more streams. He had he definitely had more streams and and more um like number one songs on the Billboard. But for for like Grammy sense, Beyonce has stolen <laughs> like abundance of Grammys over the years, like abundance. And she, but the one that she has not, and the one that who did steal it last for the twenty twenty three was Taylor Swift, yeah, and Taylor she has Swift. not. She has not won that one yet. Nah, Taylor Swift be stealing it all the time. <laughs> Someone really yeah. had to point out the fact they was like, "Yo, who's listening to her music?" <laughs> and I found internationally. Thinking, pardon. Internationally. Pardon, lol. Yeah, internationally, that's true too. 
That's really that's how it goes. That's definitely true. If you find that nobody feels like they listen to her stuff in the States, you got to also think most of her concerts be, well, of course she has concerts in the States. Uh, you know, she does a lot of concerts international. She had a whole concert the day of the Super Bowl and, you know, had to make it back in time. But being at the time zone difference is so great, you know, was able she was able to make it back for the Super Bowl. But she had a whole concert that earlier that day. I think I'm like, oh, crazy. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I guess international sales are something. You're definitely right about oh, yeah. that. That is yeah. crazy. But that's another thing. I'm, who like, listens to her still? Now, let me stop. People listen to Taste Swift. I, I, I still have some Taste Swift songs I listen to. <laughs> no, let me stop. I just have a question about that, Taj. Like, do you feel like battle rap will, is big internationally like you, i know you talked about like um different kinds of uh battle rap like throughout the world but like on- is it on an international level yes 100 percent. Okay. is it like super super duper yet no it's, it's not it's not um anything that's gonna really crack the, the market just just yet like it, it took battle rap how many years to go mainstream in the United States? And this is where it started. So, you know. Yeah, true. Only thing that makes it so much different, though, is social media. Social media can be used to the advantage of everybody if it's used properly, you know, to kind of have things grow exponentially as opposed to the slow and steady that used to happen back in the day. And, you know, there's ups and downs with that as well. I talk on tangents, party. Um, However, you know, with social media, rapid rate success can also lead to rapid rate failures. So, you know, mm-hmm. you, gotta, you gotta have the hustle and mindset like back in the day, just with the awareness that things can happen and can change overnight because of how accessible we all are due to social media. You know, you gotta keep grinding now. So yeah, it is, it is definitely uh, international success, um, uh, international, uh, lane and, and market already. However, it's just not as big as it can be just, just yet. Gotcha. Okay. Respect that. Respect that. Thank you. <laughs> to speak on like Black businesses, Black love, like so that's that's us elevating our people, right? Mm-hmm. How do we as as the world, I feel like puts a target on us and not just like the world it seems like history has put a target on us to like discredit us not give us what we're worth make us less than put us in the background put us in the back of the bus okay um it's just like how how do we walk through life being that target targeted group I feel like and especially I feel like since we have um you know, black woman and a black man on here. How do we walk through that that life? Um, they say the only thing more dangerous than being a black man in, in the United States of America is being a black woman. You know, so the gripes that we go through, um, being being targeted, like you said, only way I feel like for us to deal with it as a cohesive is. A true, a true sense of unification and a true sense of uh, self-identity. You gotta know who you are, 
who you who you are born to be. You got to know where you come from. You know, you got to know who came before you. Um, it's so funny because at church today, today was Black History Sunday at church. And one of the things that we were, that my pastors were speaking on was the fact that, you know, we came from uh, a people of resiliency, you know, like, you know, one of the things he said was, you know, you know what it is to still procreate during slavery, like, you know what it is to, to give birth while in bondage, like, you gotta have that mindset of resilience because to to have a baby knowing that that baby is going to go through the same experience that you're going through currently says a lot and it's so funny because that hit me a little differently and I'm even getting chills now thinking about it because you're literally having a child knowing knowing that right now your child is going to be bonded captive whipped, shackled, the same as you are currently, and you're still willing to have this baby because you believe that one day, possibly down the line, this is all going to change. And and one of my babies, my baby's babies, my baby's babies, baby's babies, they're not going to have to deal with the same thing that I'm dealing with right now. So when you think of people who were in situations like that, you you know, you think of certain certain lines like trap my body, can't lock my mind. You know, you my mentally we have to realize that we are of a free people still. We we do have a strong spirit still. So even though we are targeted, even though we are shot down, even though we are still being choked to death, even though we are lynched in certain parts of this nation still, even though these things are still happening, you have to remember that we are of a resilient people. And like like my pastor said, you know, there's no one better that could talk about the hardships and gripes of what it is to live in this nation better than a black person because we 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 built it. You know, we built it on on hardships and, and pain and we just kept that that resilient spirit and you know we just got to continue to do that as we are still targeted to this day and just get back to a certain sense of unification where at least if I know that they're targeting me I won't have to look over my shoulder for my own brother you know I won't have to watch out for my own kinfolk I won't have to you know, at some point in time, I, I pray we get to a point where that is the case and the reality of like, and and I really do feel like that's all it's really going to take. Just keep keeping being resilient and you know, just just getting back to a sense of unification. That's where all these all of this kind of finds its nucleus at those two things. If you ask me, just having a resiliency to keep going and just being unified enough to push the next one who's on their way as well. And speaking of unification, um, first of all, that was that was first of all that whole thing was beautiful. Uh, but to speak on unification, I was just thinking like, so how do you how do you sway the you know the little Taj or the little Sade that you see walking along the street and you see them, you know, into some shit that you know they're they're bigger than. Like how do you don't be scared. Don't be scared. I, I feel like I feel like ever so often we're fearful of of one another, and and it's not always a fear 
Like, um, I don't always believe that it's a fear that this person is going to do something to me if I say something. I feel like it's more of a fear of what's the point. And I feel like that fear is greater than the fear of feeling like someone might do something because when you feel like what's the point, then in essence, you're saying you give up on your people. And that's the worst part of it all. So I feel like you just have to not be scared. Say something. You know, I'm 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 of the people that's gonna say something. That's why I'm not just saying it just to say it. If I see the little little black boy, little black girl doing a little too much, I'm going to say something because the village isn't just the people that you see in your house, the people that you call auntie, uncle, cousin. The village is your collective. And if the village gives up, then we are we're doomed. So don't that's be scared. Good. That's good advice. That's perfect advice right there. What about you, Shetty? Before anything, before even being um like categorizing yourself with gender, you know, like you are your race. Like, and that's just it in the world. Like, before people even like be like, oh, okay, this may be a man or they may this may be a woman, the first thing they're seeing is your skin. So if people that look like you and sound like you and talk like you, I think there should definitely be um, like a basis of understanding with one another. So that way some type of unity can form and a, and a better understanding of sticking together. I think that's the most important thing. And I think now we don't really have that. And being a black woman in America, I guess maybe just in general sometimes too, it's, it's kind of scary. Like you do have a, f a few good people that just look out naturally. You know, they'd be like, yo, like I wouldn't go that way, sis. Or like, yo, you need some help. Like, you know, it's it's definitely people with character out there and, and they have like good morals and they're just, I guess, humanitarians too, in a sense. But sometimes it's scary too. You know, it's, it's definitely be scary at times because people will try to intimidate you. People try to take advantage of you. And like, sometimes people don't always look to help. Like I've, I've watched like guys get loud with women, right? And they'll be on that ha ha hoorah, doo 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 like you know, going crazy, blacking. And then as soon as a, a, another guy comes, like you know, another man comes, but like, and they don't gotta be big, brolic or whatever. Like I don't know, maybe it's just the the demeanor, the aura, the the bass in their voice. Who knows? But then it, it turns into like a much more calm, level-headed situation. It's like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know what's going on here, bro? Like, totally, you know totally, totally disregard, totally disregard your your being. Nah, bro. It's like, it's I don't know. It's not even. I guess so. In hindsight, like, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, they're they're not acknowledging me as a person. And I feel like for me, um, yeah, because what is it like being a part of the LGBTQ plus uh, community as a black person? What is yes. that like? 
black lesbian woman oh my gosh oh my god there's a meme oh my god i cannot wait to yes there's a meme there was like she was getting shot at Mm -hmm. at the car and in the in the the top it said when you're black when you're a lesbian and and when you're a woman and that was the funniest meme i thought it was (laughs) because i love empire I'm and, but she looks scared as fuck. Yeah, she was petrified because they was really trying to get her out of here. But that's crazy. That's what it felt like to you for forever ducking for your life. Honestly, what? honestly, when I, when it when when I was younger in New York, yeah, when I was younger, like in in high school, yeah, yeah, it was bad. Like Jamaica. Jamaica Avenue now is like, you know, gentrified. They closed down the Coliseum and all that. They got but Burlington and Target and stuff. Yeah. I was there when there was 99 cent stores and, you know, you get a beef patty at the Coliseum, you know what I'm saying, from... Wait, I'm sorry, Sade, are you also a part of the LGBTQ plus community? I am part of the Alphabet Mafia, that's right. Yeah, see, y'all can make those jokes while we're being recorded. I can't make those jokes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm no, 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 because I love Dave Chappelle. No, no, I love Dave Chappelle. I love his humor. I love what, no, because I'm a, what it is. is that the, I love Dave Chappelle. It's a great, like, that was the best way you could put it. You don't even got to say look, nothing else. Look, the, he, he says it in such a, it's, it's not like I'm poking at you, but it's like, you need you need to lighten up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah. every group gets made fun of yeah, once yeah. in a while. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? And like the community pissed me off, so I feel you, but we <laughs> it's also a challenge because as much as the community pissed me off, it's also nice knowing that you're a part of a community. A community, yeah. You know? But it's yeah. like we're so divided on shit and there's shit that I really don't agree with. Um, I think my kids will be homeschooled. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> uh, Go back on what you said, though, Taj. Being in the community, being a woman, and being black is is it was terrifying. But now I'm owning that shit, and I'm owning it in a way that's like different than when I grew up as being like a a masculine lesbian it's like when people look at me they like if, if they don't if they don't like look look at me they they automatically subject me as a, a black male and like mm. you know i get the I look like your father. <laughs> shout out to vaughn <laughs> <laughs> but you feel me it's like it's it's automatic like boom and it's like um Sometimes I'd be like, all right, you know, I just let it slide. But then sometimes I got to, you know, correct people, especially in the bathroom. I'd be like, I've gotten like, are you, um, do you know that this is a, a, a lady's bathroom? And I'm like, bitch, I just came out the store. You heard me flush the, you saw me get up. (laughs) What male, you know, I mean, there's males that probably sit down, no offense. They do sit down, but like. I'm I'm in the the ladies' room. Like even if that's so, why are you in my business? Let me wash my hands. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
crazy stuff Ooh. crazy stuff and i have gotten that i have gotten that in college i have gotten that at like a gas station traveling i have gotten that in my like home in my hometown like what is so crazy to me because like although you kind of like you look like you work out a little bit you still have a woman's physique like you don't you like you you as the, as the ladies say you don't give man like you that's not that's not what it's giving did I do that right? I did it right, right? You did it right. You did it right. You did it so good. And it's okay. Cause like I I even though I like, you know, maybe dress like it or whatever the case may be, like like you said, like my body doesn't push like physically show male, you know. What I'm yeah, right. So like, I feel like people just just think and go, you know what I'm saying, sometimes and don't give it like the look that it needs to be. Um, because prejudice is very much alive in our society, and people try to nah. act like it isn't, and they try to they try to cancel you for it when you say it, and they can they can kind of tack you on it. They can read a tweet of you being prejudiced. However, they'll be prejudiced in their real life, where no one's recording and no one's watching and no one can read it. It's very much alive. It's still a thing. I don't like when people try to make it seem like things just don't exist anymore because they do. And this is the world we grew up in. This is the world we live in. It's just now. This Dave Chappelle when I need him, he can talk for me. Look. <laughs> no, <please. laughs> mm. Yeah. But nah, but you just gotta walk like you said. Don't be afraid. I would tell yeah, my younger right. self, like No, but you see, here's the thing. You were resilient. You know, if, if if you're gonna quote me, you definitely were resilient because that's how you're still here to this day. You mm -hmm. feel me? I know I know a lot of people in a similar similar boat who you know, you and you probably face this very depressed. You know, depression becomes very real, anxiety becomes at an all-time high. And you know, there's some people who just can't handle it, and they they tend to take themselves out. But you're still here, and that that's that's a testimony in itself, and that speaks volumes for who you are. And I think you both should give yourself credit for that because you know, like you like you know, you you guys are the triple threat. So there's no if being a black man was dangerous and being a black woman was dangerous, being a part of the community as well as being those two things is even more dangerous, I would say. So, you know, kudos to you both for still being here, still prospering. Um, Cam, you as well, baby girl, you know, kudos to all three of you guys for still pushing strong and, and being resilient and still being prosperous. So I commend you both, all three of you. Sorry, I commend all three of y'all. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Right yes. And and that doesn't get, you know, it's crazy. You just pointed out, you just pointed out a big thing to us, like you as a black man and, and what you stand for and what and how strongly you stand on it, your morals and stuff, and, and to give us like our flowers, like thank you. And we give you your flowers for being such a strong man and just being vulnerable with us today like this is this has been like like a really deep talk and I appreciate it because like I feel like it just opened well it, it opened our minds up to like many more topics and many more things to come up in the future so and and it opened up like art like I feel like we did went into deep things about ourselves you know and I feel like yeah. to me that's an art and it's up. Yeah, 100%. Because okay. art just reflects life. So, you know, there's no way, there's no way we, any, any one of us could create 
without life happening. So, you know, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Yes, yes. What about you, Brody? It was like my brain was somewhere else just now with like the gay, um, how we feel in America. I was like, Look, what, did you say? what did I just say? Her brain was in some yo. You just opened our shit up, bro. Yeah, bro. I agree with everything that you were saying. With being a black woman in America and being a gay one at that. And then also like how strong you have to be to openly live your truth. Cause that shit not easy. You know, you don't choose to do that. Don't let you have any Caribbean in you. That it gets crazy. Yo, bro, the same way there's DL men, there's DL women too. There's women that don't like their husbands, but they just out here doing what they gotta do. Yo, that's a story. Cause you know what's funny? You never hear about that. About DL women? Yeah, like because they you never hear about that. That's like hearing hearing about a good man. You just never hear about it. <laughs> because it's a double standard within that. If a woman is DL, it's just like, oh, you know, she likes to have her fun now and then, but she always gonna come back to the meat stick. You feel me? Like that. <laughs> Calling it the meat stick as a woman is crazy. <laughs> yeah, bro, you feel me? But it just slipped out my mouth too. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah that, that one was natural. Yo, because I know what I got. I got that plastic dick. <laughs> now, like, all right, all right. You know what? You know what? Have you been drinking too? What the fuck? <laughs> I got that plastic dick. It's crazy. <laughs> so I got a meat stick, but you got the plastic dick. <laughs> you feel me? That's right. <laughs> no, y'all crazy. <laughs> oh shit we heard it all tonight that was it but yeah it's definitely a double standard y'all don't think so no yeah i mean double standards are definitely like i said it's certain things that still exist in society that people try to act like it doesn't and it's weird to me but that's definitely one of them double standards is still a thing and that one is definitely one because like you said if you hear a girl messing with girls you don't automatically think to yourself oh, she might be a lesbian, and you feel me? Like, you just think that she's just a girl that's freaky. Like, as a guy, I'm telling you guys, just as a guy, you think, oh, shorty just freaky, yeah, it's up now, I can get me a threesome or something. You feel me? That's what you're thinking to yourself. But fuck the white people. I ain't gonna lie. Oh. <laughs> Everything black over here. Everything black. We we we, we take a, talk about our own because our own should be the ones that we hold accountable and yes. we, we bring our own to the forefront. We lift up our own, you know, so I hope both P. Diddy and R. Kelly do get better. I hope Bill Cosby gets better. I hope I all the motherfuckers say. who are sick in our community gets better. And not even only sick in the sense of mental, just sick regardless. Just get better because we are of the better essence. So just get better because that's what we need to do. I have to um, talk about this. I have to, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry, bro. Um, about that one, but go ahead, bro. Please say your piece. You don't um, know about people getting better? Like, I I feel like people can get better, but I don't mm-hmm. know about waiting for them to get better. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Ain't no wait. Ain't no wait. Oh, I, I hope that they do it. I'm not waiting <laughs> on them to do it. 
I just hope that it happens. You feel me? Yeah, because the movement can't stop. And if you want to join up the movement after you 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 feel you rehabilitated yourself, you feel me? That, that, that's what it is. It's more so that. Like, when you get better, we're still here for you. However, until you get better, figure that shit out, bro. Because you feel me? Like, yeah, figure so it I want to... I want to speak on that because Chris Brown, he did what he did, right? We all know what he did. He did what he did so long ago. He's getting scrutinized so bad here. He's not getting performances. He's not getting, he he was supposed to do the all-star celebrity game this past weekend. He didn't get to do it. Because but of it's ruffles, tough for Chris, bro. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of tough because like he so, got it not... so better. He showed himself. He she should have I mean, gotten. He's, it... he's still a dope head, but you feel me? Here, here's the thing with that, right? Because I made I, all right. I, I made that he got hit first joke twice on y'all recorded, and I'm joking because you shouldn't hit a woman regardless. You feel me? I, I'm definitely. I have sisters. I have women in my life. I have a mother. I have grandmothers. No grandmother, but you feel me? I got women in my life that if a nigga hits them, regardless if they hit them first or not, I you know what I mean. So, on that note, though, the shit was twenty years ago. The woman is much better. She's a billionaire. She has a child, uh, almost husband. Right? She got two children. Like she's 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 pretty. Oh fucking K. However, I feel like it's being stripped because of certain things. And I do think that they can always use that incident as a scapegoat to try to just say it's because of that. Um, Chris Brown as well. I do hope that he gets better because he definitely turns to drugs. He he He's not shy about it. He puts it in his music. So this is not even a, a bash or a jab at him. Um, so I do hope that he gets better and, you know, gets away from the drugs. Marijuana is one thing, but he definitely always talks about his nose, snow, things of that nature. If you listen to his music, he says it often. So I, I do hope he finds his way away from that. Um, I do hope that the, the, the opportunities that is granted to him are fulfilled at some point because he was supposed to do a whole Michael Jackson tribute and I was very excited for that and I know he was very excited for that he had Ciara getting ready to dance with him and things of that nature like it was it was definitely going to be a dope ordeal because we all know Chris Brown came up talking about how much he loved Michael Jackson you know we all know how much he loved Michael Jackson we all know he's the closest performer to execute Michael Jackson's art the best way so it would have been a dope thing to watch however this is the thing about choices in life you know when you make a choice you you tend to have to deal with the consequences regardless so and that's that's the unfortunate part about a lot of things so you know you kind of always have to make sure your next step is your best step and you choose wisely no matter what you do You you can't really always react you kind of got to be a little bit more cognitive than that in order to to move forward in what you're doing yeah and that shit is crazy because i feel i feel so heavy i was the biggest chris brown supporter like and even after everything that happened i am still the biggest chris brown supporter but it's just like 
And like me and Chris Brown are of the same community. I just want to put that out there. Me and Chris Brown are of the same community. So same way y'all have a community, we have a community. And I support my brother because he's a part of my community. You know what I mean? Heard you. How do you prep for your... Oh, yeah. There you go. Good like... question. Good question. <laughs> How do I prep for a battle? Um... I do. I do a little bit of recognizance. You feel me? I, I will watch a couple battles. Um, I try. It depends because I'm still an underground battle rapper. You feel me? So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mainstream yet. So I still have enough underground battles where the person doesn't have too many battles for me to watch. So I do the recognizance and you know, kind of gauge. Where my, you know it's funny, my favorite woman battle rapper, she just explained part of me. I don't know if you heard that. She just explained how she does something similar, and I found that to be so funny because you could kind of tell because of how she dissects her her opponent, which is one of the things that makes her my favorite. Jazz the rapper, if y'all wondering. However, um, mm. she I I. I watch typically all the battles someone had. Um, I tried to do it less because when you're underground, when you're an underground battle rapper, it it tends to be a little different just due to the talent factor. You know, when you watch mainstream battle rap, practically everyone is good. You know, so you'll see great quality battles. When you're underground, it's not the same. So watch for me personally, watching too many battles could then become counterintuitive because now I'm writing to your talent instead of writing to my talent and for the battle. You know, it, when you're a winner, you do what you need to do to win. I'm a winner. I, I really don't like to lose. And especially when somebody can go back and look over it, I'm damn sure not going to lose. However, when all you have to do is enough to win, because I'm also, I'm also very lazy. I will, I will 100% admit that. I'm lazy. So if all I need to know is what I need to do to win, same way I was in school. What I need to know to get, get this 95, 90 on this test, cool. That's cool for me. I'm I'm all right with that. I don't need to be the hundred A plus student. I'm I'm okay. I'm all right rocking out. So all I need to do is know what you what you're not good at, where you messed up at, what you said that sounded stupid. That's all I need to do to freaking expose you and win. Perfect. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. So it, it it I do a little bit of recognizance. Um, I tend to watch some of my favorite battle rappers. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, not to take any of their stuff, but just because they're at where I can possibly be one day and to see how the masses, because same with making music. So with making music, it's, it's a tad bit different. When making music, you kind of got to make music that can appeal to a woman because women buy music. Women tell men what to buy. You feel me? So you kind of got to appeal to that mass in order to to become successful. And battle rap, you got to appeal to the masses to see what they like 
in order to be successful. It doesn't always kind of correlate to your talent specifically. However, when you when you appeal to the masses, it works. So I watch some of my favorites and see what they did, how they did it, what what really caught the masses' attention, what kind of subject matter, you know, things of that nature. And I was like, okay, so that's that's what's doing it. Um, and then I kind of, I, I always, no matter what, I tell my rounds to my true life. I don't know how to not tell the truth, unfortunately. I don't know how, to, it's like when it comes to creating art, I don't know how to not be myself authentically. You know, whether people believe it or not, whether they grasp it or not, this is my true life. This is really things that I've been through, things that I did, things that I will do, thing, you know, nothing that's too far-fetched for me. That's why, you know, a lot of my stuff is tailored to me specifically. To introduce, um, you know, the King Taj, Taj, as you know, he goes by, we want to, you know, just have a little sprinkle of his art on the Art of Naked Thinking. He is the first um, artist to portray their art, and we just want to, you know, hear him out. Let's support them. Let's get it. Sprinkle. All right, I'll give y'all a sprinkle. Um, <clears throat> uh, I said, uh, what you're now hearing is your highness. The dope crown is back and it's timeless. Around the clock, every line meant to fuck up a sinus. My signs is dollars. Gotta make sense to use my sense. You know the cash app, so I'm charging niggas to chime in. The flow PCP, nigga. I could battle Poseidon. You don't see him. Beautiful, goddammit, that's fine print. The president got him tripping. I think I took it from Biden, but your bitch know this beat very well. I've been grinding the bus down. Blinders, we made that shit the usual. The image sell itself, yet all this shit is removable. You gotta know who's using you. One of mine, we go two for two, and where we at now is far from what we used to do. I'm talking chicken noodle soup, water and shit. Nowadays, niggas be outside ordering shit. That's, that's just a sprinkle, man. Just a sprinkle, just a sprinkle. That shit was fire! <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you, thank you. You heard him. You heard the King Todd's Todd. You heard him. Heard it here. You heard the Art of Naked Thank you. Thank you for blessing us with that freestyle, yo. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Um, but let's uh to close it back up. Black love, black and black people, you know, supporting businesses and just being that group, that you know, underrated group of America and still thriving. What would you what would you what would be your last wrap up about all that? Like what would be your your say for just to sum up all those three big uh you know subjects that we just touched on? If if I was to put it in uh in a summary, I think I would say just, just remember that you're black. You feel me? Like, if if you're of this essence, remember that you're black. And remember what being black means. You know, like I said, it, it means being resilient. It means having a strong spirit, having a strong mind. It means no matter what, if you if you have your village. 
don't be fearful in your village. It means, you know, just just creating that 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 true genuine support because there's a difference between support and showing love. You feel me? So showing love could just be I see you, but support, true support, means actually actively doing something about what you see. Right now, my cousin, she she's a sauce maker. It's called Sienna sauce. So anybody listening, if you have a few dollars, order some Sienna sauce. And I'm not just saying this because it's my cousin, right? The sauce is fucking amazing. Like the sauce is really good. And my yes. cousin's only 20 now. You feel me? She's stationed out in Texas. However, they ship anywhere in the world. You go on SiennaSauce.com. Uh, Sienna.com. You can follow them at Sienna Sauce on Instagram. They are desperately in need of some support. And I say that transparently because, you know what I mean? Order some sauce. They have spicy. They have barbecue. They have, you feel me? They got the stuff that's going, going to tickle your fancy and rest well on your palate. Um, yeah, sweet and tangy. Spice it up. Smoky brown and lemon pepper. Those are the four sauces that they have. I promise you, they go well on everything. They go with a vegan diet, a vegetarian diet. And if you just don't throw like me and throw it on your your ribs, your, your shrimp, your chicken, I throw it on everything because the sauce is really that good. You know, like I said, be resilient, be black. Be who you are, and 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 all of those topics. Just the the biggest the biggest thing you could show to any black person is love and forgiveness. That's that's what the carpenter did. That's what I follow. That's my motto: is show love and forgiveness and serve. That's that's all you could do. We we are our people. We are all we got, regardless if y'all think so or not. And and we we need each other in order to go to that next level mm-hmm. we need each that's other a that's, a fact. that's a fact nah honestly i would just say keep an open mind and stop being so sensitive you know that's pretty much it like definitely just keep an open mind um and give people that look like you some grace you know look like you sound like you Give them some grace. Stop being so sensitive. And have an open mind. You know. And also stop doing dumb nigga shit. And then people look at you like a dumb nigga that does shit. <laughs> look, that and that's Sade for you. That is Sade. Only, only your people can talk to you like that though. You feel me? Stop doing dumb nigga shit. That's real. Stop doing it. <laughs> Cause niggas gonna look at you. Like a dumb nigga that yes. does shit. Nah, mm-hmm. it's like... That's so, That's so simple. That's simple. That hits it right there. Man. But to jump to jump back on that, I feel like to world win all that is look at history. Look how much we overcome. Look how, how, how we're here right now today. Yeah, we were in physical shackles back then and maybe we're not in 
you know, physical shackles now, and maybe we have some other shackles that we have to get through, but we're still here as a culture, you know, yeah. that was made up by uh, another culture that felt like they were better than us. And now we're here on all the same plane, you know, almost, you know, level field, you know what I'm saying? We're getting there. <laughs> but um, I would just say, keep striving because we're close because they're scared. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We are a powerful force. You know, it is Black History Month. We are coming. We just got to keep moving forward and just keep moving forward together. For real, for real. So. Um, that's a fact. I agree with you. It was great. It was great having you, Taj. Drop yes. it in. Time for the people to, you yes. know. And that sauce handle, too. Drop it all. Drop it all. Yes, yes, Sienna Sauce. Follow them. Uh, Monique Creighton, Tyler Talon. Follow, follow all the, the CEOs and the Sauce business itself. Sienna Wing is back out in Houston. So if you are listening and you in the Plano, Texas area, the Houston, Texas area, and you could make it to Sienna Sauce, Sienna Wing, they have a restaurant now. Please go shop. Enjoy yourself. The food will be great. The sauce is amazing. Enjoy it. Yes, yes. And thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. Drop your thank handle you. too. Drop your handle. Yes. Uh, shameless plug once again, as <laughs> I did in the last, uh, the part one of this, the real underscore King Taj on all social medias. Uh, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the real King Taj with no underscore on Twitch if you just want to watch me play the game. So you feel me? That's where we at with all of this. So, yes. We doing we doing we doing a lot this year, and it's gonna be major moves. So we're gonna make it happen. Absolutely, yes, yes. And like always, you know, comment, subscribe, um, just share your thoughts with us. We just want to know how do you feel about black love? How do you feel about black and black supporting businesses? How do you feel on just being a group that is underrated in America and just thriving through it. Like, just tell us how you feel. This That was pretty deep, but just as always, we persevere as a group and we get through it. So closing it out, episode five, my name is Simone and- I'm Sade and this is we have Hoo-Hoo. The real King Taj, no other. And shout outs to the Art of Naked Thinking for having me. Appreciate you. That's and a wrap. That's a wrap.